Hi, welcome to the first episode of Airwave, a student-led podcast to discuss all things anesthesia for pre-clerk and junior clerk medical students. My name is Peru, and I'm a first-year medical student at McMaster University, located in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Joining me are my co-hosts, Alexa and Grace. And together, we hope to offer some exposure and a bit of an overview of anesthesia as a specialty. Throughout this podcast, we want to cover a general approach to fundamental anesthesia concepts through a case-based model, and hopefully have a great time doing it. The way this will work is that we'll have our episodes grouped into a couple of mini-series. So in the first mini-series, we'll talk a little bit about the specialty itself, we'll get an overview of the different types of anesthesia, and later on, we'll chat with a guest speaker to learn more about their practice as an anesthesiologist. From there, we'll move on to our second mini-series, where we'll start looking to general anesthesia and all of its different aspects. We're super excited to learn and teach this together, and I can't wait for us to get started. Hi, I'm Alexa, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Airwave podcast, and I'm a second-year medical student at McMaster University. I'm so excited to be here and to be back into clerkship after a hiatus because of COVID-19. Speaking of which, COVID-19 has changed a lot, to say the least. And when things get back to normal, whatever normal might look like, we hope that the Airwave podcast can help supplement your clinical exposure and consolidate some introductory learning. Hi, I'm Grace, also a co-host of the Airwave podcast and a first-year medical student at McMaster. Typically, in our future episodes, you might not hear from all three of us at once. Normally, it will be about two of us on the mic, but we all really wanted to be together online for our first episode. And like Alexa was saying, COVID-19 has definitely been a challenging time for a lot of our frontline clinicians. However, it's also showed us how anesthesia plays a huge role in frontline care. And it's really exciting to us that a lot of the second-year medical students are back in our clinical rotations, but it's a bit less clear when us first-year medical students are going back. So hopefully this podcast can be used to supplement our learning both now and in the future. Topics in anesthesia like airway management, sedation can definitely be a bit scary to approach, but we hope we can learn alongside with you in this podcast. And hopefully having us as student hosts and not necessarily these content experts will help us all learn together. So over the next few episodes, we'll be exploring concepts using cases at the beginning of each episode, and we'll try to keep things as big picture as, as possible to get an overall understanding of some key concepts. We'll also be wrapping up each episode with a brief conclusion outlining a few key points. And hopefully that way, if you fall asleep, we might just be able to wake you back up again. Somehow, I think that that was an intentional anesthesia pun. Either way, I'm for it. But what we're going to do today is we're going to get a 30,000-foot view of what anesthesia is in the first place. For lots of students entering med school, myself included, anesthesia can seem like an obscure hidden specialty on the other side of the curtain. I know prior to medical school, for me, my understanding of anesthesia came from Grey's Anatomy. And if you're a fan of the show, just like I am, you'll know that they don't exactly get much screen time. So a big question when it comes to anesthesia is, well, what is it exactly? And that's what we'll be focusing on today. So without further ado, here's today's case. You're a senior anesthesia resident on call for the weekend. You start your day with a general anesthetic for a patient undergoing a cholecystectomy. During the operation, a nurse on labor and delivery pages you to place an epidural for a laboring patient. 
Once you are able to get her comfortable, you review the list and you see your next patient, who is an elderly patient undergoing knee arthroplasty. For this case, you perform a spinal anesthetic and a saphenous nerve block. After grabbing a quick bite to eat, you are consulted to manage a pediatric patient with severe postoperative pain. So clearly there's a lot to unpack here. And what's important to note is that a call shift might actually look something like this. The idea being you'd be helping different types of patients and providing really a unique service to each one of them. So let's start with the basics then. What exactly is anesthesia? I don't know, ether. Get it? Ether, the OG anesthetic? Uh, Don't quit your day job and become a comedian, but like I said, can appreciate a good anesthesia pun every now and again. Um, But Grace, you bring up a really good point, and that's because diethyl ether was the first modern anesthetic, and it was used in the mid-1800s by a dentist in Boston. But Anyways, anesthesia is a state that incorporates amnesia, loss of memory, analgesia, which is lack of pain, and narcosis, which is unconsciousness. It also encompasses anxiolysis, which means to keep the patient calm, and if needed to facilitate the surgery, akinesia, which is a lack of movement. And anesthesia can be delivered in a variety of ways. Um, One of those ways is a general anesthetic where patients are unconscious for surgery. And it can also encompass things like epidurals that are used to alleviate pain that's associated with childbirth. And although it seems pretty simple when you think about it, simply putting someone to sleep, relieving their pain, many surgical procedures are only possible today because we've developed the anesthetics to do them. That kind of blew my mind when I first thought of that. And really, anesthesia is actually considered to be one of the top inventions of the Industrial Revolution, which is pretty cool, if you ask me. So some types of anesthesia that we'll be exploring in this podcast include general anesthetics, commonly referred to as a GA, regional anesthesia, as well as monitored anesthesia care, which is commonly referred to as MAC, or conscious sedation. General anesthesia is typically used for full-body sedation, paralysis, and amnesia, and it's maintained via IV drugs or anesthetic gases. The goal there is to maintain normal physiology during procedures, and that's important because the body typically reacts to painful stimuli and procedures by altering things like heart rate and blood pressure. So for example, when we look back to our case this week with the patient undergoing a cholecystectomy, You might see muscle contraction and an elevated heart rate during the initial skin incision if an inadequate amount of anesthesia or analgesia has been provided. Adequate dosing of anesthetic and analgesic agents helps avoid these problems by optimizing surgical conditions, ensuring paralysis, and ensuring a lack of consciousness. It's also important in managing a patient's pain both during and after a procedure. The next type of anesthesia is called regional anesthesia, and this involves the application of a local anesthetic agent. So what you might see in the OR, for example, is lidocaine or bupivacaine to the nerves that provide sensory information from the body site on which the surgery or procedure will be performed. This type of anesthesia includes epidural anesthesia for someone delivering a baby, but also includes procedures like spinals and regional blocks. 
Going back to our case, we can see an example of a regional technique in our patient who is undergoing knee arthroplasty for which a spinal anesthetic may be given. This patient may also get receive an ultrasound-guided saphenous nerve block, which is also known as an adductor canal block. In this patient, it might actually be a better option because they might not be the best candidates for a general anesthetic. And this is really where we see the value in regional techniques. And this is generally the case in patients who have heart disease, or other comorbidities that might make a general anesthetic more risky. In addition, when you use a softness nerve block, this enhances the post-operative pain that a uh, patient experiences and allows for a faster recovery and discharge from the hospital. And we'll get into the details of why someone may not be a great candidate for general anesthesia a bit later on in the podcast, but for now, it's important to know that regional anesthesia can actually have many added benefits for patients. For instance, it can reduce the incidence of venous thrombosis and pulmonary embolism, as well as reduce the need for opioids. The final type of anesthesia we'll be introducing in this episode is monitored anesthesia. Think of a situation where a patient may need help staying calm and sedated, but where a complete loss of consciousness or cessation of spontaneous breathing is not ideal or feasible. So for example, think of a pediatric patient going in for an MRI who may experience anxiety, claustrophobia, and would definitely benefit from monitored monitored anesthesia care with sedation. It would help them remain calm and sedated and even still, and be able to hear instructions from techs or nurses while going through the MRI machine. Now, with all this being said, what's important to understand here, and this applies to all types of anesthetics, is that there's a fine balance between minimizing the stress that the patient endures during the procedure or surgery and the physiological effects that the anesthetic agents will have on that specific patient. For instance, we would need to balance our patient's cardiopulmonary status during the surgery with the five A's of anesthesia, which, as a reminder, include amnesia, analgesia, anxiolysis, akinesia, and anesthesia. Thanks so much for joining us for our first episode. We're super excited to cover the basics together and hopefully move on to some more material in the coming weeks. So just to recap, in today's episode, we discussed the different modalities of anesthesia, like general anesthetics, regional anesthetics, and monitored anesthesia. It's also important to mention that this project definitely would not be possible without the immense support of Drs. Jordan Album, Nick Timmerman, and Sean Ja, who are all PGY2 residents at MAC. And also a big shout out to Dr. Daniel Cordovani, who's been a huge help in developing this podcast. And stay tuned for updates, some of our social media uh, feeds and advertising feeds. And keep an eye out for our upcoming website, where we'll be posting show notes and some great resources for extra learning. Also, feel free to follow us on Twitter at Airwave Podcast and tweet us any questions or comments that you might have. And definitely be sure to join us in our next episode where we'll be taking a deeper dive into the scope of practice of anesthesia and where you might get 
where you might see it in different hospital settings and outpatient settings. And until next time, keep working hard, stay healthy, stay safe, take some nice deep breaths, and count back from 10.